What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 342nd 342 episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me today, not. It's been a while. Everyone, if you're if you're driving your car, pull over. I don't want you to get too excited. If you're at home, put your baby down so you don't <laughs> so you don't get so you don't get them too excited. But we have Rochelle here. Wow, it's amazing. I'm here. Alola, everybody. Alola. And not only that, but we have Al here as well. <gasps> Hello. I'm not sure I remember how to do this as well. Oh, man. All right. So, okay. So, cancel everything. This is no longer a Pokemon show. We're going to be talking about uh, Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Let's do it. Just three consecutive hours about our predictions on the new Animal Crossing game. No one filling that podcast void yet? <laughs> I genuinely don't think so. Before we begin, do you guys want to like do a like a sixty second promo of your show? For the record, Will and Greg are both out of town. <laughs> Greg went to uh, Seattle, and Will right now is in Texas, and so they will be back. I'm assuming next week, as long as they're okay, they don't have a change of heart. If Greg is discount Will, mm-hmm. okay, and oh we're, boy, what does that make us? <laughs> Well, like Al's in a whole different category because Al's from a different country, so that automatically <laughs> elevates Al to any American be, that listens to the show. I'll just I'll, be I'll thrift store Will. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, I understand that American reference. <laughs> Yay! You guys got a podcast though together. I did. I have nothing to do with this. It was not. It wasn't oh, me. Oh gosh! Oh gosh, Steve. I'm not good at self-promotion. Why do you do these things to me? You have Al here. He can... I can do it if you want, Rochelle. <gasps> no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Al and I have a new podcast about everybody's favorite genre of video games, which is farming games. We've kept it really secret. Like, nobody knew about it until it launched. No, no, no. Correction. I kept it really secret. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> yeah okay sure it's fun we have our first episode out right now the second one should be coming real soon this wednesday you can we decided not to drop it on mondays because we know two fantastic video game podcasts in one day is just too much sure i and i remember reading that it is uh i don't know what the word bi-weekly or bi-monthly i don't well, this is, this is this is where we have a useful term for that, fortnightly, okay. which means every two weeks. Oh, I see. We can't, you can't say that. A true story, I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I was doing self-checkout, because you go to self-checkout when you don't want human interaction, so it was a bit startling when the guy monitoring the self-checkout started talking to me. That's the worst. And he was like, it was literally the worst, and he was like... Do you play video games? I'm like, yeah, I play a lot of video games. And I kid you not, the first thing to come out of his mouth in a response was, okay, do you play Fortnite? <sighs> no. And then he literally gave me a look of disgust and walked away. So we don't say Fortnite over here. 
Look, look, it's a term that has existed way before, way before the game existed. That's right? true. But I think you came out of that interaction the, with the best results. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly cut short the conversation. <laughs> it's a bi-weekly podcast. Every other Wednesday, it comes out. Come listen to us talk about farming games. And it's called... The Harvest Season. There you guys go. I was going to try to record early with Greg and Will, uh, because Will changed Pokemon of the Week and then left, so uh, for everyone who is curious what Pokemon of the Week is, we don't have an answer for you, because <laughs> Will's not here. Very unfortunate timing. Partly my fault, because we had a night to record and that didn't go through. That's okay. We got a lot of Pokemon news today. Um, surprisingly, even though January is like the slow month for Pokemon stuff, so we're going to go through. Shout out to our addict channel in slack who sent in actually quite a few articles this week so it'll just be news question of the week and that's probably it and then we'll you will go from there i guess let's jump right into things here Ooh, this this, this article we're saving gabe sent in a good one but we're gonna save that one for last this is uh we'll just this is short and out of the way uh andrew sent in um, a Japanese webpage, of course, I'm sure Andrew can read the whole thing because he is from Japan, but there is an official movie website up for uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. It is Pokemon-Movie.jp. Uh, it has the trailer on it. It has some a lot of Japanese that I can't read, but that officially launched if you want to check that out. I think they they get the movie in July. So I'm sure we'll be getting more details about that, but which actually like begs the question: Are there Detective Pikachu is not being marketed for Japan, right? Like that's a American move. Like that is for a different audience. Yes, no. Well, I it's it, so. It's American made, but I'm presuming they're going to show it in Japan as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's coming out in Japan as well in May. Oh, okay. Is that when it comes out everywhere else? Yeah, may, 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 may for us. Yeah. But I wonder if they're like advertising it. Andrew, let us know. <laughs> I know, yeah, that's true. I know like Mewtwo's very, very big in Japan. Mewtwo won like yeah. there was voting poll a couple of years ago of like most <laughs> handsome Pokemon, which is like a weird thing to poll, but Mewtwo won that. Mm-hmm. But I guess they maybe use handsome in a different way than we do. Or maybe not. I have no clue. But I do know that uh, Kevin sent in this article from Variety to piggyback off Detective Pikachu here. Uh, the Pokemon Company unveils an extensive line of Detective Pikachu merch. Uh, I also got a press release about this. Nope, it actually has less. So I'm going to switch over to my press release here. Disappointed, Variety. There was one, I think maybe it was Business Insider who had like way more. Some there was one publication that got that got a huge scoop. Business Wire got this scoop. A well-known source of Pokemon information. Okay, yeah, I suppose. Uh <laughs> The Pokemon Company International today unveiled an extensive line of products inspired by the highly anticipated movie Pokemon Detective Pikachu from Warner Brothers Legendary Entertainment and the Pokemon Company, arriving on May 10th, 2019 in North America. Before the movie, fans can look forward to new Pokemon trading cards, uh, exclusive merchandise from PokemonCenter.com, and action figures and interactive plushes from Wicked Cool Toys, 
And finally, construction sets from Mattel's Mega Construct brand. <gasps> I love those. All the items are inspired by the movie, which begins with Ace Detective Harry Goodman goes missing amid, amid mysterious circumstances, prompting his son Tim, yes, his son's name is Tim Goodman, to investigate what happened. Aiding in the investigation, Harry's former Pokemon partner, Detective Pikachu, a wise-cracking, adorable super sleuth, chasing clues through Rhyme City, where humans and Pokemon live side by side. They encounter a diverse cast of Pokemon characters and uncover a shocking plot that could destroy this peaceful coexistence. The movie has already gotten significant buzz with a widely viewed trailer and an all-star cast, including Ryan Reynolds... I can't talk as the voice of the title character. Okay, so we'll stop there. Did you guys play Detective Pikachu? I have not. Uh, it's on my list of things to play at some point, but I've not played it yet. I do want to. You bet I have. See, Rochelle's the better Pokemon fan here. <laughs> uh, it's very it, good. It's a really fun little game. I was very pleasantly surprised. I've always told people this because they they. When they saw me play, I played it on Twitch, and or or just afterwards when people asked, they were like, man, it looks so easy. And I was like, yeah, it is extremely easy as a game is concerned, but also, like, I just kind of see it as, like, an interactive storybook, or I kind of compare it to games like Gone Home or, like, Firewatch, where it's, like, really hard to... Those games are also pretty easy, but they tell such a good story, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Totally. It definitely... I'm sure it's challenging for the target audience, but as an adult, it's not the hardest game. But also, I don't think the point of it is to be the hardest game. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think the major appeal of it is that it adds a lot of, like, story and character and texture to the Pokemon universe. And surprisingly, like, Tim is a pretty good character. Yeah. Tim's great. Pikachu's great. There are some other characters that are very good that I don't want to spoil, but the the Burmese are very very good. Uh, the there's, Burmese there's some, are like the highlight of that game. There there's some P doves that are pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is that if you're looking for a, a difficult game, uh, I don't know why you're looking for looking at Pokemon games. <laughs> that are very true. True. Like there are plenty of difficult games in the world. Games don't need to be difficult. Yeah. It's it's cute. I think, I mean, I'm going to be honest. There was like one puzzle where I was like, man, it's definitely this person. It's dead. Like this person committed the crime because there's like, I can't remember six chapters, but at the end of every chapter, it's like who committed the crime here? And I was like, oh, it's definitely this person. And I was wrong. And I was like, how could how could this happen? <laughs> <laughs> like the game doesn't penalize you if you're wrong. They just have you guess again. But it's still like. It doesn't need to have a fail state. Like the fail state is like your own your own mind being like the game got one over on me. <laughs> your own personal shame is the failure of this game. <laughs> right. Okay, so the things that uh are releasing here, uh the Pokemon trading card game, the iconic Pokemon TCG has shipped more than twenty three point six billion cards to date, debuting a new booster pack. Uh, for the launch of Pokemon Detective Pikachu, these four card boosters, four cards, feature newly designed packaging with the look and feel of Rhyme City. 
and collectors and competitive Pokemon TCG players alike will enjoy looking through them and building their decks with Pokemon seen in the movie. If you think about it, there's a really weird... Now, first of all, I love the look of these cards. These cards look so nice. Um, but there's also something a little bit weird about having trading cards that were based off a game, which is like a realist... Or, sorry, based off a film, which is a realistic interpretation of what some Pokemon might look at, look alike. But also, that is based on a game, which is then, in turn, based on... Uh, like a spin-off of another game series that also has the trait. Like, it's so- the links they make in the Pokemon world now are just insane. How many branches and what is based off other things. It's it's crazy. I love it, though. I like... I love how deep this goes. <laughs> yeah. I used to think Pokemon Yellow was crazy when it was a game that was based off an anime, which was based off a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I love it. And the TCG is also awesome because you like you get to see there's like different artists for TCG stuff. So not only are like, yeah, you're right that these these cards are based off of what they look like in the movie, which is realistic. But you'll see a bunch of other TCG cards like you'll see some made out of clay or some made out of um, like felt somebody's style versus somebody else's style. I'm sure you could pick up a card like Grimer and you could see probably in the last 20 years like a dozen different ways grimer has been drawn which is like awesome i think i really love that as someone who doesn't play the trading card game but has an absurd quantity of pokemon cards for someone who doesn't play the trading card game i love all the different art styles because it adds so much like layer and personality to all the pokemon without having to have like an intense investment of time like I don't know, watching the whole anime or something. You know what I mean? There's also a cool thing in the trading cards where, like, some of them will tell little stories. Like, there is a card called Mm -hmm. The Fisherman, and literally for the last 20 years, every time The Fisherman is reprinted, uh, he gets slightly older every card. So you can, like, see his journey of being a fisherman throughout the cards. And there's actually an article about that specific card on Pokemon.com a little bit ago. But there are also like, I think it was, it was, I want to say the black and white set. I want to, it was like emerging powers or something. There's like a, there's like a Bufalant card. And then there's yes. a, uh, was the other one like a Swablu maybe? I'm not sure. I know it was a bird. Yeah, it was like a, it was a bird Pokemon. But like one of the cards, like the, I think it was Swablu, but like Swablu was like getting attacked by like a snowstorm. And then in the next card. You can see, like, Bufalant emerging from the snowstorm with, like, Swablu in his little afro. It's so cute. My heart. So, like, yeah, the if you don't like or if you, you're not interested in the actual TCG game, there's just sometimes, like, just stopping and looking at all the cards are very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was also, I really like the ones that they do where it's, like, they're all based around a specific scene. So I can't remember which set it was, but there was a set where there was like um, a Chikorita and it was like next to some water and there was a Pikachu and it was also next to some water and there were like four other cards, you put them together and they were like all round this little lake together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember what that one was, but it was yeah. really nice how you can you, you don't think about that until you put them next to each other and you go, oh, oh, that works. <laughs> <laughs> or that... The Tepig ones? Do you guys remember those ones? That are so cute. So it's like, the Tepig has like, 
this tiny little kid and his parents with a little tapping. And then it evolves and like everyone's older and the kid has, has a little sister. And then it evolves again. And like the kid has a family and there's like the old parents there. And it's just like, oh, my heart. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really so cool. good. In all, 26 new cards feature Pokemon such as Detective Pikachu and Charizard depicted in their CGI movie likeness. The first wave of the T- the TCG Detective Pikachu products will be available on April 5th, 2019 in North America. And uh, there will be four specific products. There will be the TCG Detective Pikachu case file, which contains one promo featuring the Detective Pikachu, one metallic coin inspired by Detective Pikachu, two Detective Pikachu booster packs. Remember that these are four card booster packs. And then one additional TCG booster pack. The second item here is the TCG Detective Pikachu Charizard GX case file, which contains one promo card, one foil oversized card, oversized card featuring Charizard DX, four Detective Pikachu boosters, and two additional booster packs. Put, I feel like I've said this before, but man, I hate those oversized car oversized cards. I'm sure they appeal to like six year olds. I'm sure. They love their giant Greninja slash Charizard cards, but man, that's like one thing I just do not need when I buy a GX like set is a... You don't want to frame them and put them on your wall, no? No, no, (laughs) there's just like, you can't do anything with them. (laughs) Although that coin sounds nice in the Pikachu one. Third item is just like the first, it is a Greninja... Uh, set, but unlike the Charizard one, the Greninja one comes with a pin. Uh, that's really the only difference. And then the last item is the Detective Pikachu collector chest, which contains seven Detective Pikachu booster packs, two additional Pokemon TCG booster packs, one collector's pin inspired by Detective Pikachu, and one Pokemon notepad and sticker sheet in a sturdy metal case. I love stickers. Oh my gosh. I will not buy this just for the stickers, though. <laughs> yes, you will. <laughs> no, I won't. I might buy the pin one. I have been known to buy entire packs of Pokemon cards, even though I don't play the TCG, just for the pins. So, uh, Rochelle, I might have some amazing news for you. Oh, my gosh. There are a couple game stores that buy a bulk Pokemon trading card game stuff. They sell the pins separately. Oh my gosh! And I will, I will have to look up which which place I ordered from. But I got all my groomsmen. Uh, I want to get my groomsmen something Pokemon related, but like not all my groomsmen like Pokemon. So it's like it was a little tough to be like, well, I don't want to get them something they don't like. So, Jirachi, there was a Jirachi pin that was included in some set, but. There was a company I found that sold pretty much every pin separately from these sets. And so I just bought uh, seven Jirachi pins because Jirachi is the Wishmaker Pokemon. So I figured that was appropriate for before I got married to have give out all my groomsmen like a Pokemon that represents Wishmaking. So it was way cheaper <laughs> than uh, actually going <laughs> and buying a whole set. I mean, I would have a lot of booster packs to open, <laughs> but I don't didn't know if I wanted to commit that kind of money. So yeah, you can buy the pins separately from uh, like local game stores that sell online. Please send me whichever one you got that from. Yeah, I have to find it. It was it was actually I think it might have been like even like four dollars a pin at that point. It was very cheap. Oh my god! 
how do I not know about this? They're like official. They are the official Pokemon Center pins too. They have like the pattern on the back and everything. Um, okay. Yeah. Po- mm. Speaking of Pokemon Center, in uh, in advance of Pokemon Detective Pikachu, fans can gear up with a wide selection of new apparel featuring the iconic the icon iconography. Iconography. Thank you, Al. Man, that. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for pronunciation. English, like American pronunciation. You're, I'm sure that word's not American only. From the movie, I'm moving on. Moving on, moving on. Uh, as well as unique role play and lifestyle items from PokemonCenter.com, the premier destination for official Pokemon merchandise in the U.S. Uh, I guess that's true. PokemonCenter.com is U.S. only. You finally, uh, the following items will launch on April 2nd, and the second series of merch will be in May. But they are launching with a Detective Pikachu Deerstalker hat. Fans will have the ability to roleplay as Detective Pikachu with this premium, premium quality tweed Deerstalker hat with Pikachu ears. High hat cafe apparel and accessory. Nodding one of the most Iconic locations in Detective Pikachu, this collection will offer various items donating from the Hi-Hat Cafe's unique logo, including t-shirts, hoodie, dinner mug, a 940 baseball cap by New Era. I think that's just a specific style from a name brand baseball cap. Rhyme City Police Department apparel and accessories sporting Rhyme City's Police Department logo. This collection will include a polo shirt, 940 baseball cap by New Era, mug, and pin. Uh, we'll also be getting Rhyme City 10-Year Anniversary Parade Apparel, celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Rhyme City as shown in the movie. This collection offers t-shirt, themed t-shirts for children and adults. And finally, a pin set, patch set, sticker set, and tin set. A variety of pins, patches, stickers, and tin signs featuring popular icons from the movie will also be available. There's a, there's, They're going like... All out for this movie. Like, I am... We have more in this press release about what else they are releasing, but uh, I will say the hi-hat stuff looks really great. It looks so good. Did they say that the hat was actually tweed? Yeah. That's that's incredible. I hope it's high-quality Harris tweed. Premium quality tweed deerstalker hat. I see. They didn't say it was Harris tweed, so, you know, it's low low quality, not not (laughs) high-quality. I mean, to be fair, would you want a pair of stuffed Pikachu ears sewn onto your high-quality tweed? Y- yes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't wear the tweed otherwise. Come on. I don't want to look like an idiot just walking around with a tweed hat with no Pikachu yeah. ears on. People are, are going to question Al wearing a low-quality hat. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> How am I going to match my Detective Pikachu amiibo if there aren't ears on it? Yeah, very true. What they need to make is they need to make a gumshoes plush, so then I could put the tweed deerstalker hat on gumshoes. It would have to be a big, a big plush. It would have to be very big. Yes, Uh, life-size gumshoes. Maybe, maybe our wicked cool toys uh, will make a giant gumshoes plush. Uh, Wicked cool toys. Master toy license for the Pokemon brand. This uh, We talked about this before. I actually met some people that worked at Wicked Cool Toys when I was at Pokemon Worlds, but um, they signed with the Pokemon company right around the time of uh, Gen 7, so they're fairly new. 
but they offer a series of action figures plush roleplay items that will be available at mass retailers beginning in April. Highlights from Wicked Cool Toys include... Uh, and I will just say, like, if you go to Target or Walmart, um, and if you check the label, a lot of the new toys should say Wicked Cool Toys on them, so... But uh, the two things that they are putting out are the Detective Pikachu feet movie feature plush, which is the plush of Detective Pikachu with two voice models, including Detective Pikachu and Pikachu, for fans to interact with characters just like in the movie. Detective Pikachu plush will feature 14 responses, motorized ears, and a detective hat. <gasps> what? Oh, wow. Wow. And uh, then we will have... Uh, We're just going to move on from motorized ears as if you didn't just say motorized ears? They're... Okay. Look, they, they're going all out for this movie, and I do not blame them, uh, but man, they're, they're, they're pulling no plushes. <laughs> plushes there. <laughs> I guess that pun worked out. In my favor, I suppose they're pulling no punches, I believe is the actual expression. <laughs> but For the first time ever, I'm going to approve of this, Steve. <laughs> but they're also pulling no plushes from shelves. It is <laughs> all out for this movie. I mean, it's, it'll be it's, really it'll be really interesting to see how this goes compared to like previous or more more recent uh standard Pokemon films. Right. I mean, standard Pokemon films put out a trailer and don't nearly get the the just traffic to that as this movie trailer did. Well, they don't spend the money on getting Ryan Reynolds either, so... <laughs> yeah, that was, my, that was the second point. Is like, most, uh, I wouldn't say, out of the 20-some years of Pokemon movies, they ever had somebody as big as Ryan Reynolds in it. Motorized Detective Pikachu plush, and then... Uh, the Wicked Cool Toys will also be putting out Detective Pikachu movie figure line. Fans can explore Rhyme City with two-inch scale figures, including Detective Pikachu, Psyduck, Bulbasaur, and a three-inch ar- 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 articulated, fi- ar- articulated figures. Articulated. I got there. I got there, Rochelle. Articulated figures, including <laughs> Ludicolo, Mr. Mime, and more. Uh, Ludicolo, if you have not played the game, is part of the Hi Hat Cafe. She is the waitress there. Oh my gosh. Uh, each figure is highly detailed and replicates the authentic look of the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. Oh my gosh. They're like, maybe I'm just, maybe I don't know, understand how marketing works, but like, they should really put this game on Switch, right? I feel like they should. If they're going to be pushing this hard, like, I'm sure they could get a lot of sales of people going like, oh, it's based off a game. What's the game, you know? Or, or like, I don't think the the actual, I mean, maybe besides like a Black Friday sale or something, like, I don't ever remember reporting on Detective Pikachu for 3DS being on sale ever. I don't think so. Maybe, I, mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they... They are doing so much for this movie. You would think that the least they could do is promote the game. <laughs> or maybe they... Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they're like, it'll spoil the movie. We'll promote it after it comes out. That's true. Yeah, they could. people could walk out of the movie wanting to buy the game afterwards. 
Well, so that's an interesting question. I wonder whether it will cover the same story as the game or whether it will be just similar story. I really want to have a spoiler cast for the game because there's like there's some awesome stuff that happens in the last like 60 seconds of that game, yeah. but there's there's some frustrating stuff that happens yeah. in the last 60 seconds of that game. The end of that game is a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, you guys are going to make me play this game, take some time out of other games. Uh, <laughs> I've got too many games to play already, right? I have, Rochelle has just been making me play so many games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, mean, to be fair, I just made a list and conveniently <laughs> put it in front of you. I didn't say you had to play them. Mm, yeah, you didn't put next to them whether they were good or bad either. <laughs> like the other thing... The thing about the, like, we've talked about this before, but they did, they have made changes to this movie, and I, I, that was, obviously they're going to, right? Like, it's very hard to just do a one-to-one story from a video game where you have to spend lots of time deducting clues on your own, which is, for good or bad, filler. Um, and you have to have mechanics to have players, you know, think for themselves that probably don't communicate in movie form. There are changes specifically with Pokemon, so I can, I can, again, I, th- I think we've talked about this, but like Greninja is not in that game at all. Uh, Jigglypuff, not in that game at all. Psyduck, not in that game at all. But movie wise, those three Pokemon make complete sense. I, I would, anyone who is a casual Pokemon fan who has maybe watched one episode of the anime or maybe has played Red and Blue and have not, not touched it again. I can guarantee you they know how to na- like they know Psyduck and they know Jigglypuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and they can get a lot more of Pokemon in the film because there's going to be a lot more, you know, scenes where you- we've seen scenes where he's like walking down the street and there's people with Pokemon walking past. You know, they're not not all of them are going to be characters, but they'll just be there. Yeah. Like they're going to make the world feel full. Yeah. And then they have Greninja which makes complete sense because Ash Greninja was a thing. Greninja is Lucario 3.0, <laughs> mm-hmm. but better than Lucario, in my opinion. I think Greninja is really <laughs> awesome. Uh, Zorark failed Lucario 2.0, but Greninja seemed to work out, and so obviously Greninja makes sense. The Charizard is the Charizard that we've seen. That is in the game. That's a huge part of the game. Uh, Ludicolo in the Hi Hat Cafe, not a huge part, but like. A character that you see pretty often because Hi Hat Cafe is like in between chapters, and I think there are six iconic part six, six chapters. Uh, the Bulb- Bulbasaur, there's a Bulbasaur, right? I think so. I think so, I think but so. I don't know if I'm the person to ask that question. So yeah, I, 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 the characters I remember from Detective Pikachu. Oh, there was no Mr. Mime either. So Mr. Mime is is new. Oh. The characters that I remember, or the Pokemon, without spoilers, is there's the Klefki. Uh, mm-hmm. that is important. There's a Garboder that is important. There is a Swirlix that is kind of important. Uh, you have to use Swirlix for something. There, there is, uh, what's the evolution of Turtwig? I can never remember its name. Hold on, just a second. I know Torterra because my car is named Torterra. It's Grovile, I think. But it's the middle. Grotal. Grotal. Oh, gro- Grotal. <laughs> That's what it, I kept thinking Grovile, and I'm like, I know that's wrong. Yeah, Grovile is in between uh, Trico and Sceptile. Oh, who remembers middle evolutions? Like, yeah, I know. Grotal is in it, and he is great. He is very yes. awesome. 
Um, and there is a Feebas and a Milotic in the games. And I don't think we're allowed to talk about them this weekend, are we? They are. They are very important. <laughs> that does go into our 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 Feebas slash Milotic uh, conversation. I have one more thing from this uh, this press release. The last thing is Mattel Mega Constructs building set. Mattel's Mega Constructs brand, aka Knockoff Legos, uh, will expand its popular line of Pokemon building sets with all new offerings. Uh, the Pokemon Mega Constructs line will feature characters and settings from the upcoming movie. The first wave is inspired by Detective Pikachu. Will hit shelves on March 25th. It will include a Mega Construct Detective Pikachu, which is a 232-piece set. With a 6.25 inch Detective Pikachu. And there will be a Mega Construct Mr. Mime. What everyone's ever dreamed of. Actions okay. speak louder than words when fans make use of Mr. Mime's highly <laughs> articulated limbs and pose it on a buildable display pay- plate. It doesn't say how many pieces Mr. Mime is, but Pikachu is 232 pieces. I hate everything you just said about the Mr. Mime one. <laughs> that was not... Those words should not be put together. Um, first of all, I love these things. I like to build things, and I like to build Pokemon. Second of all, have you seen the Mr. Mime one? Yes. Because that, that facial expression, it it's, just... It's something. I don't know if I can put it into words. Everyone, please go and look up this picture. It's it's a true delight. It's a toy, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's it for a all the de- that's it for all Detective Pikachu stuff. <laughs> Rochelle's losing it right now. Uh, okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. It's a big bombshell of news. Was all the Detective Pikachu stuff? We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit about Community Day, or not the lack of Community Day. I don't know what a field research day. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and we have a couple more news articles, and then uh, we have our question of the week. So we will be right back. So you're wearing a hoodie right now as well. But... well it's one of those ones with the zip. Do you call them a hoodie or do you call them a zippy? Zip, 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 zippy. Zippy. Oh, they also use the wrong word for sweater, too. Uh, Have you all heard of the term zippy? And we are back. We don't have to spend too much time on it, but... Uh, there was Pokemon Go limited research, the first time they've done this, I think, for a shiny Feebas or Milotic. Yesterday, the normal Community Day Times, it was announced the day after, the day after or the day before Totodile Day? It was very quick. I think it was the day before. I think we knew before Community Day. Oh, yeah, 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 because I remember complaining about it on Community Day. <laughs> I remember this. <laughs> Did you both participate? Kind of. I didn't have a huge amount of time, so I tried some of them, but I, I mean, maybe did about five or six. Um, not not very many. And it's it's cold where you are, right, Al? Like it's probably snowy slash rainy where you are. I don't know how it's, the other side of the world I mean, is. It's cold, but it's not as cold as 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 you you're where you are, Steve. Okay. If you're looking for snow, <laughs> I got your snow. 
I didn't do any of it because it snowed this weekend in Colorado. And I don't like to be cold at all. <laughs> I, I feel you. I'm a, so, as somebody who's lived in Wisconsin for 30 some years, I'm a still a huge baby when it comes to cold. I feel. I could put a complete snowsuit on, two scarves, seven hats, I'm still cold. I just can't do it. Uh, so we'll, we'll make this quick. I'm sure if you follow Pokemon Go closely, you've probably saw all over social media, Reddit, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Discord, that people were very unhappy with this event. Um, if you did not play and you were like, why were people unhappy? Uh, it was a three-hour event. In order to get a Feebas to spawn, you have to do, you'd have to do uh, some sort of research. So, some of the research, I think there were four specific tests, were data mined prior to this event, and they were changed last minute. <laughs> so, I think the data miner found that you needed to get three great throws... Uh, to make a Pokemon appear, or like five nice throws. Um, and then it was like hatch one egg and walk, uh, earn one candy with a buddy. So in order to get Feebas, you have to spin stops. You can only spin one stop a day to get your research, do your research, op- uh, complete it. A Feebas will spawn. You catch it, spin another stop. You can only hold three at once. Um, I think that's clear. The morning of the event, it seemed that two of them changed. So from going from like three great throws, it got changed to 10 great throws. And from five nice throws got changed to 15 nice throws. Which, my thoughts and feelings, I I only played this event for 20 minutes. One, because Milwaukee got hit with snow. I spent the first hour of community day shoveling my car out of the garage and shoveling everything else while I was at it. And... The roads were just awful. Like, the main roads were fine, but getting off a side road to a main road was a hassle. So I wasn't in a rush to go out or drive around. It was impossible to walk anywhere because most sidewalks were not plowed and or shoveled. And it's free- it was freezing out. It was 10 degrees, if not colder, all day yesterday. So I ended up going to the mall, which had six stops. I did three. Handed them in, did another three, the event ended. I finished those after the event because I picked them up before, so they still counted. Um, and that was it, and I didn't get a shiny. And I'm not upset about it, but I think my thoughts and feelings are on paper, this event seemed fine. Like, I think an event where you do specific tasks to get what is known as a pretty rare Pokemon, right? I think I, I rarely see Feebas in the wild. I think is good, right? And that, like, that in itself is never going to satisfy hardcore fans because I'm sure any, anyone who's super hardcore probably already has two, three, seven Milo ticks. So, like, that alone isn't going to make anyone who's very hardcore happy. But I think if you are still playing Pokemon Go every day and you might not have a full Pokedex, this is awesome because it's a way for you to get Feebas candy to evolve your Milo tick. And I think that having tasks to do are good hey instead of just tapping on a pokemon and running away or like most community days let's not catch anything let's just see how many totals we can we can tap on is it shiny cool i'll catch it if not i'll run um i think like having things to do during the during your time of an event is smart like hey you're going 
hey, do what you should do in Pokemon Go. Catch Pokemon. Make 10 great throws. That's fine. You're, you're going to get experience from that. You're going to get Stardust from that. You're going to get candy from that. And you have a chance of getting a shiny Feebas when you're done. Like, that actually sounds pretty awesome on paper. But I think the problem, and I think a lot of people complained, is that those tasks were not... You couldn't do them very quickly. Like, mm -hmm. to get 10 great throws... If you're averaging one great, and some people struggle with great, great throws, some people don't. It's definitely dependent on your Pokemon. Man, if there was a if there was a nose pass, keep it here. Nose pass, I can great throw all day. <laughs> Shup it, uh uh, I ain't giving. Mm -mm. I'm not giving Shup it the time and day. I'm not even tapping on that Shup it because I know it's impossible to great throw on Shup it. So like, even if you're doing you know one maybe two great throws a minute. You're still, it's still five to 10 minutes to do one task in an event that's three hours long. Yeah. I think, I think part of the issue is that they, they made it much like huge amount more difficult to, um, find a Pokemon compared with a community day, but it's the same length of time. So you are by definition going to see many less. The, the other issue is that because it's based on, Pokestops and getting the research from Pokestops, you, as you said, you can only get one from each stop. So if you're very limited in the number of stops you can see, doesn't matter how much time you have as well. You're, you're, you're stuffed. It doesn't matter how quickly you get through. So for example, the, the village I live in has maybe, it's improved since the last time I was on the podcast, but we still maybe have six Pokestops now. So even if I had, even if I could get them done really quickly, I can still only find six. Feebas. I'm going to have to go to the next village or the next town, which then increases the amount of time because you're actually driving for 10-15 minutes to get somewhere with more stops. Whereas on a community day, you can just walk around the same cycle where you know the Pokemon spawn and get them for the whole three hours. Like I said, I do like it on paper. I think if I was, you know, in Texas or California and there was not a snowstorm and it was nice and I was with friends and I was walking around for three hours... I think that's fun. Like that's a good experience. Um it's like a weird thing to say. I but I like don't feel I just don't feel bad for people who walked away with no shiny because like I don't think a 3-hour event should guarantee you a shiny. If that's that's like weird to mm -hmm. say, I guess. Like no, shiny pokemon are supposed to be rare, so if like the only reason you did this event was to get a shiny and you didn't get one, well, one, they're supposed to be rare, and two, you're not guaranteed. As as somebody who has spent twelve days on Shiny Articuno in Pokemon <laughs> Let's Go, and I'm quickly approaching triple odds. <laughs> Nothing is guaranteed when it comes to shinies. Mm -hmm. And and look, I've had community days where I've only gotten three shinies. Like my Charmander day, I got three shinies, and my Totem Dial a day, I got thirteen or fourteen shinies, and would have been fifteen if one of my shinies didn't randomly turn into a not to. <laughs> Ideally, yeah, I get it. You you pr you want to do a community day, you want to walk out with a shiny, but like, you are also get like it's not like. The three hours is wasting your time in the regards of stardust and candy and experience. Like, you are actively getting rewarded for playing. Whereas, like, if I look at, like, Articuno, I'm not getting anything, unfortunately. Like, every time I turn the game off and turn it back on, I'm not making progress in any way. Which is why I like the catch combo, because I am getting 
candy and, and experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he, here's the thing, right? You, so you're right in saying that you said at the beginning that this is the only time, the first time they've done this, um, getting Chinese, uh, specifically getting Chinese around these research tasks. But there was one similar thing where Squirtle Day, yes. they had the sunglasses squirtles. Now, you, well, I, I don't know whether you guys heard many complaints, but I don't think I heard anyone having the same complaints about Squirtle at all. And I think that's because it wasn't the focus. It was like people felt like it was an additional thing. Yeah, because I think my comment on this whole kerfuffle was going to be like, I think this entire thing would be a hundred times better if it was either extended to like a week or if it was just like a side project on top of like a community day or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if this was something you could do while you were searching for Totodiles on Totodile Day or something like that, I think it would play a lot better. Because you're already doing something, so if you don't end up getting these tasks, like, you don't feel like you've completely missed out. Whereas, like, with this, with a super short time period, it's like, if I don't get anything from this, I've wasted my day. Yeah, I do think I quite like the liked the um, December community day where it was like you've got the whole weekend to do things, so you didn't feel like there was like the rush to get things done now. So quite often I'm busy during those three hours because you know I've got life, I've got family, you know I can't always be doing those things. So having like even just those you know three days to be able to do these things um, feels a lot less rushed. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about Pokemon Go is this game has changed so much in the last two years. We didn't have a friends list. Raids have dramatically changed. Community days didn't exist when the game launched. I'm not telling fans that were bummed you shouldn't be bummed. If you, if, if you did your three hours and you didn't get anything and you felt like it wasn't fun, I totally understand. But the cool thing is, I'm sure... They will have better events in the future, and they will mm-hmm. take what they've learned from this event. I'm sure they will calculate how many of you bought incubators for this event and <laughs> take that in consideration. And uh, I'm sure we'll have another go at this in the future. And I'm sure we'll hopefully, hopefully, the 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 thing we'll see is like, oh, this one was much better than Feebas. So that's kind of the only thing we could we can hope for. But I mean, they gave us a community day already for the month. Everyone really liked it. This was a new thing. I would not be surprised if they're going to try to aim for two a month um, because (laughs) they made a lot of money last year. Yep. And uh, hey, if you want to make more money, just have more events. So we'll we'll see. (laughs) Um, I wasn't terribly disappointed with it, but I also went in with the lowest expectations possible. And also, I didn't play that long (laughs) because... The weather was predicted to be really bad for the whole week. Too cold. Too cold, too snowy. Uh, To switch gears a little bit, uh, this is very short. This is off our comicbook.com, of course. Pokemon TCG cards are available in cereal boxes for a limited time. Uh, Gasp. They've done this before. This is not new. Uh, The Pokemon Company has announced that TCG cards will be in select boxes of cereal until March 30th. Select Big G cereals will have packs of three Pokemon cards highlighting 
Pokemon originally discovered in the Kanto region. Uh, each pack contains two common cards uh, and one of four of special foils, including Pikachu, Eevee, Charmander, or Cubone. Uh, my four favorite starters. Uh, <laughs> you do your shopping at Walmart. You have the potential of to cop up an extra foil for Bulbasaur. <gasps> so, uh, no Squirtle, eh? <laughs> no. We, they probably Cubone. should have replaced Charmander with Squirtle. Let's be real. Oh, this again. Cubone made the cut. <laughs> uh, you know, Target, Target didn't want to pony up the money for Squirtle. Uh, Meyer, <laughs> not in the, the market, I guess. Uh, uh, what are Big G cereals, you ask? I was just about to ask. <laughs> oh, what yeah. Doesn't, doesn't Europe, cereals, like, hate Steve? all cereal? Like, don't you guys have, like, no sugar in any of your cereal? No. I mean, we have less sugar. Okay, I'm going to read these cereal brands one by one. Al, you let me know if your neck of the woods has them. All right, let's do this. All right. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> uh, No. <laughs> Good stuff. Although the, we do have a cinnamony thing, I don't know whether it's similar or not. But I can't this one rips called. your mouth open. Cinnamon yeah, squares, I think it's called. Oh, that sounds very generic. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice. All right. Like what about Lucky Charms? We well, we can get them, but they're very definitely American. <laughs> or are we for two right now? <laughs> they right. are very nice. I do like them. Okay, Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs, did you say? Yes. They're like round, they're like round puffs, like P-U-F-F-S. They're like round chocolate oh. balls. I, I don't, I don't know. Like we have they, Cocoa Pops. They have, uh, they they're, have they're like a, the same thing. What, what is it on the cover? Is it like a chicken, Rochelle? I don't know what the Cocoa Puffs mascot it's is. It's the Cocoa Puffs bird who's cuckoo for Cocoa. Yeah, he's cuckoo. <laughs> Are you cuckoo for oh. Cocoa Puffs, Al? We, we do not have those. Okay. Um, no. So we're zero for three here. Uh, we got <laughs> we got tricks. Never even heard of that one. <laughs> what? S- silly what? Al. Tricks are for kids. Oh my gosh. Tricks I'm are fine. actually really good. Tricks are pretty awesome. <laughs> Finally, Reese's peanut butter puffs. Oh, why would you? Oh, oh why would my you put gosh. Reese's? Why would you put Reese's stuff in a cereal? No, it's no, disgusting no, no, no. on its own. It's Never mind. In a no, cereal. No, no, no. Ow. Oh. Ow. Ow. Oh, it's just wrong. <laughs> no, it's it's great. <laughs> this is the only one of these cereals I actually eat. Cocoa Puffs Lucky Charms are very mediocre cereals because they took all the sugar out. I mm-hmm. hate Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs mm-hmm. are incredible. Yep. They're, besides the fact that they destroy the roof of your mouth as well. What's... You gotta get through the pain you, to get to the pleasure. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> very true. Well, it looks like I'll be going down to my local American import store and buying some Lucky Charms. And don't Lucky Charms is pretty okay, but man, it I like, used to I be, like Lucky Charms. It used to be had them way better when they had uh, more sugar in them. I do find it funny that it's quite standard for American like chocolate and stuff to have less sugar than ours. But your cereals are just like, yeah, well, we'll put all the cereal, all the sugar in the cereal. We'll not put it in the chocolate. We had a lot of parents in the 90s that got very upset. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, off Nintendo Life, though. I actually saw this on Twitter originally. There was like a Japanese commercial for it. It was like four minutes long or something. Very emotional commercial. 
Uh, but a new line of smart, customizable Pokemon shirts that's on its way. Orders open up next week. 151 designs planned. What a random number. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> These designs have been created thanks to a partnership between the Pokemon Company and Original Stitch. The range goes by the remarkable app name of Pokemon Shirts. Eventually, 151 designs will be available, coinciding with each of the Kanto Pokemon, but the range will start with just 20. Those 20 uh, will be part of a special pre-order window next week from the 26th to the 28th of January. The true release is actually scheduled for February. You can check out all 20 of the designs at this official site. Uh, the usual fan favorites include uh, Pikachu, Eevee, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle. Unfortunately, Cubone not made. Cubone only made the cut for cereal here. Uh, it's currently unclear whether these shirts will ship outside of Japan. Uh, Western buyers might have to find uh, an extravagant import solution. So fingers crossed, we are treated to the same option. The Pokemon Company has shared an ad for this, which is the. Uh, the ad I talked about below, if you want to find it, I tweeted it a couple days ago. It's on Twitter. Uh, it's pretty much like a, a kid growing up, and then he got like a 9-to-5 job, and he decided to buy a Pokemon, one of these very fancy Pokemon business shirts, and then he sees a kid wearing a Charizard hat, and then it reminds him that he loves Pokemon. Basically, his life is very sad now. So, some Pokemon on his t-shirt on his shirt make him a little bit happier. Correct. Yes, this is, <laughs> this is accurate. Uh, Men's the, shirts for men, people. Uh, the twenty Pokemon they decided to launch with. This is a very interesting choice. But uh, we have Pikachu, Eevee, Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Vulpix, Geodude, Slowpoke, Fearo. Ponyta, Magikarp, Raticade, Slowbro. Man, you guys get treated to the entire line right there. Pidgeot, Beedrill, Golem, Poliwag, Kakuna, Jigglypuff, and Gyarados. Oh man, the Kakuna one's so cool. Everyone's favorite Pokemon, Firo. <laughs> the Firo one is actually pretty legit. Uh, it's just weird for that to be one of the first 20. Yeah. Maybe. It's so, I don't know, maybe I'm the exception, but every time I, like, like, if you were to ask me, like, two months ago if I would like Kakuna, I'd be like, no, but as soon as I see this Kakuna shirt, I'm like, Kakuna's my boy, move Kakuna mm -hmm. up the top five list, because I never would have imagined you would make Kakuna in such a cool shirt. It's, it's very, it's very great. And then the Magikarp one is just like, yeah, I get it. The Raticade one is awesome as well. Yeah, I would probably get, like, right off the bat, looking at these, I'd for sure get the Kakuna one. I'd for sure get... Oh, man, the Beedrill one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this does not work on an audio-only show, but, man, some of these shirts are great. The Kakuna one is so good. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, we're done with that news. <laughs> I have no clue if those shirts are coming or not. All right. Again, men's shirts yeah. for men. Yeah. yeah, so I was going to say this. Is it is it just the kind of standard f standard male fit ones that they're doing? Obviously, it's, it's uh, I don't know. <laughs> Are they just doing the one design physically for them? Uh, I don't know. I also like shirts are so weird too. I know, like even at, like if these are men's only shirts, like men's dress shirts fit so wildly. Mm -hmm. 
even even if I could import them, like I don't want to import. I don't want to pay. I, dress shirts are also usually expensive. I don't want to pay like eighty dollars for a dress shirt and then like twenty dollars in like import fees and then spend like another fifteen dollars to get it tailored. Like that's a lot mm-hmm. of money. I don't know. I'm going to be in Japan in like a month, which is exciting. So hopefully, maybe there's like a store I can walk into and like try them on or buy, walk out with like. Man, if I can get that Raticade one or that Kakuna one, I'm in business. <laughs> I'm rooting for you. I like how they've got the... I think they do have some where the design is all over the shirt, but they've got some which is just design design on the pocket. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah. not like you can wear that to your fancy job and not feel like a kid. Or feel like a kid. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sometimes wear shorts and work, so I don't really care about that. But I know some people like to be smart. Yeah. All right, this is going to take all episode. If we, It could take all episode. I'm going to try to make it not take all episode. Uh, this is from Gabe in Slack from our Attic channel. The cutest Pokemon starters according to fans in Japan. <sighs> We're going to go through this list. There are 21 starters currently. We're going to start from the bottom up. I would imagine there would be more votes. I'm not sure what there is a uh, oh goo goo raking posted the question. Two thousand six hundred votes were cast. We're gonna go through them here. So starting with the least, this list is nonsense. Least popular (laughs) is Chespin. I hate this list and it's wrong. How can Chespin be last? I don't understand. That makes no sense. There are probably three other starters I would put below Chespin. One of them being Snivy, but okay. Okay, so we got Chespin, Trico, Turtwig. I hate this list and it's wrong. <laughs> Tepig. How, how is Tepig so low? Did they not see the cute line of <laughs> Pokemon cards? They've obviously just never looked at the Pokemon. <laughs> just went by name only. Chimchar, Totodile, Froakie. Mm-hmm. Froakie could be lower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, I disagree. I think Totodile needs to be lower. I think Totodile needs to be higher. My heart's broken right now saying this. Poplio. <laughs> Mudkip, Snivy. Poplio needs to be much, much higher. Agreed. I hate this list and it's wrong. <laughs> Oshawott, Litton, Fennekin. I feel like Oshawott and Litton need to be higher. No, Litton is, Litton is not cute. <sighs> Excuse me? <laughs> Are you kidding Don't me? Don't you dare. <laughs> we should have done all, all, a whole episode where we just rank these ourselves. <laughs> this is officially the last episode that I will ever be on. <laughs> okay. Rowlet, Cyndaquil, Torchic. I hate this listen is wrong. <laughs> Torchic needs to be so much lower. <sighs> I'll let that one go. I'll let that one go. Bulbasaur, Chikorita, Squirtle. All of these need to be lower. All of them. How dare you? All of the grass starters need to be on the top. I I would put okay easily number one grass starter is probably Rowlet followed by yes. Chespin, and the yes, fact that I agree like with that. Uh, the fact that those two are like near the bottom is mind. I mean, like I guess Rowlet's eight, but like Rowlet needs to be much higher. Agreed. Sweet Bowtie Bean deserves a place on the top. 
So Bulbasaur number five, Chikorita number four, Squirtle number three. Your number two is this is cutest Pokemon, right? Yes. Cutest Pokemon, Charmander. Boo. Which is wrong. <laughs> it's no, no, no. Even okay. So I, I'm probably the most um. Uh, the biggest uh, Char- Charmander okay. line apologist. Uh, <laughs> even I agree, it should not be number two. Number two is way higher than Charmander should be. Like this isn't this isn't like coolest Pokemon or no, like the no. potential of what a Pokemon not, can be. Charmander's yeah. not like Charmander's fine. It's not. Well, I mean, huge. You you watch that episode where where. Uh, Charmander's helping Ash in the in the cave in the snow. Tell me he's not cute. But he's still he, not number two. Nowhere yeah. near number two. Okay. I hate the entire Charmander line. <laughs> and I will admit, I've seen some pretty cute Charmanders in my dime. At the very least, this needs to be switched with Rowlet. Yeah, but I'd agree Rowlet with that one. is number two, and Charmander is number eight. I would, yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Charmander in my top ten. I mean, I wouldn't either. But, but but I also wouldn't put the bottom three of this list as three of my favorite Pokemon. So, so what's weird about this is there was two thousand. Not weird, but. I mean, I I feel like number one, if if you're trying to figure out in your car while you're washing the dishes what number one is, like, which is the Pokemon we didn't say yet, uh, which is understandable. It's hard to remember 21 starters. Uh, there was 2,600 votes. The number one Pokemon got 525 votes. Charmander got 309. Squirtle got 294. So there was a a complete landslide here. It wouldn't be my number one, but probably my top five, I want to say. Rochelle, before we reveal the name, what are your feelings on this Pokemon? I like this Pokemon a lot, but not number one a lot. Top five, maybe? Top three? You see, this is going to be hard because I have a clear bias towards <laughs> grass starters. But if you force me to include non-grass starters in my top five. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Al. Depends on the day. Uh, top ten. I'm not sure it's even as high as top five. Okay. All right. So your number one top cutest Pokemon of this poll, <laughs> I'm sure it won't be the last, is Piplup. Piplup is pretty cute it is i mean i have a piplup plush because i do like piplup i look if we're speaking about gen 4 starters piplup is superior <sighs> I don't, my I don't... car is named torterra <laughs> piplup I'm also has sure. great i'm not typing. even sure pip... i'm not even sure that piplup would be the cutest water pokemon oh my goodness i do like oshawott more i mean how can you put it above mudkip Piplup over Mudkip? I don't yeah, know. How could like, you do that? I would the okay. So number uh, number one water Pokemon in my opinion, Poplio. Number two, Agreed. Oshawott. Agreed. I'm no, so you're both wrong. I'm so <laughs> mad that Poplio is that low on the list. Like I just hey, at least there's one thing we can all agree on. How is Chikorita the top grass Pokemon? <sighs> That's yeah. That's weird. Chikorita is 
fine. It's the most bland Pokemon ever. I love Chikorita, and I would not put Chikorita this high on the list. It's, yeah, it's very, it's, how did Chespin lose? Right? <laughs> Look, I, I know we no one likes Chestnut, I get it. I love Chestnut. I love the whole Chespin lie. True story. When I first played X and Y, for the first time in my entire life, I was like, I'm not going to pick the grass starter. I want a Fennekin. And I got a Fennekin, and I played for like an hour, and I literally broke down crying because I wanted a Chespin so much, and I restarted my whole game. I love Chespin. I love Chespin's whole line. I think it's wonderful and delightful and some of the best Pokemon out there. And I am so mad and I hate this list and it's wrong. Uh, well, there's your list. Piplup one. Charmander number two. I guess Ooh. I shouldn't be surprised, but this is the world we live in. I kind of wonder what the demographics of the voting base were. I feel like we should have our own voting list for these starters. I 2600 votes doesn't even seem like that much. But like on Twitter you can only do like four options, not 21. You can make a bracket. <laughs> well, see this is the thing, right? The problem, the reason we got to this list is because of the bad voting system. Right, we need a better voting system because the problem is there may be a lot of people that like Charmander the most, but there are more people that think he's not cutest so really what we need to be voting on is which are the ugliest pokemon <laughs> also i'm sure i am sure that some of the people that voted for charmander just voted for charmander because they love charizard yeah there's a there's a clear gen 1 gen 2 bias here right all three gen 1 starters are in the top five mm -hmm. and two out of three gen 2 starters are in the top 10 like that is insanity that's what i'm that's what I'm saying about the demographics of the voters. Like, I wonder if it just got real heavy on, like, voters from earlier gens and, like, people who played when those were out in their more formative years. You know what I mean? I'm really upset about this whole list. <laughs> we got one more thing, uh, which is our question of the week. We have no Greg to do the question of the week intro song, unfortunately. Pokemon of the week, no will here. I've I have lost creative control of Pokemon of the week, so I can't can't even tell you what Will's choice was last week. <laughs> but I think that the way Will wants to do it, I think is cool. We just have to get Will back. Uh, but this week's question is from Chris in our Slack community, and it says, "Can we get some Voltorb variants of all the Pokeballs?" Question mark. As someone who works for Game Freak. <laughs> is the question like, like a Lolan Voltorb would be a Safari Ball or like? I do like the idea of Voltorb like, because I mean, theoretically, you could argue like, which came first, the Voltorb or the Pokeball? I'm pretty Jeez. sure it's the Voltorb. Um, okay. I'm actually very sure it's the Voltorb because like we've seen in movies and stuff that the Pokeball is a more recent creation like there's that whole 
the whole Celebi movie and they go back in time and they have the dumb pretend Pokeballs and Professor Oak was a kid. Sorry, I spoiled the whole movie. Sorry. Not right. sorry. Not, not a, a great movie. It's not, it's not a good one. <laughs> no. So within Professor Oak's lifetime, Pokeballs were invented. So, like, I'm sure Voltorb have been about, around longer. So theoretically, if the Pokeball is based on a Voltorb, but then you have these other variants of the Pokeball, would Voltorb, like, adapt and evolve to look like other Pokeballs? I don't know. Like, that's a very short period of time to do something like that. Like, if there was a new region with a new Pokeball, and they decided to, like, do more variants of Pokemon, which I think they should. I like the variants mm-hmm. a lot. I could totally see Voltar being a variant to, like, disguise itself as this new Pokeball to then attack trainers like it does in the power plant. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin everything that Rochelle just said. Okay. Uh, Sapphire, Poke- um, uh, Pokedex, uh, Voltorb is extremely sensitive. It explodes at the slightest of shocks. It is rumored that it was first created when a Pokeball was exposed to a powerful pulse of energy. So, Chris, your answer is yes. Yes, we can. We just need to do the same thing again. So what you're saying is there needs to be a mad scientist who's yep. just making like. Love yep. ball Voltor. Exactly. With this needs to happen. We need to fund this. We mm. we need a Voltorb to get so powerful that it itself can make more <laughs> Voltorbs. <laughs> That's perfect. That's the only way this solves itself is Voltorb making more Voltorbs. I'm gonna accept that. That is the only circumstance in which I will accept multiple pattern Voltorb. Thanks, but Chris. If, if we're going to have more of them, we need to have everyone, though. And I mean everyone. That's... No. Look, I don't like <laughs> Voltorb, but no, I don't like Voltorb that much. Oh. Luxury ball Voltorb. That might be nice. Uh, well, thank you guys for writing in, and thank you for submitting articles this week. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Al and Rochelle, for being on. We have learned about cereal today. And that uh, <laughs> we've learned about Deerstalker hats. That's the two things you should walk away from of this episode. Al, is your Twitter name still Mick Inke? No, it's not. It's uh, the Scott Bot. That's oh, Scott yes. with one T. Yes, the Scott Bot. Yep. Rochelle is Miss Delaney on t- Twitter with two L's. Yeah, because if you put one L, you'll get what I'm sure is a very nice human. I think she might be a historian. I'm not a historian. <laughs> not with that attitude. <laughs> not with that attitude. You can follow me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, I will be starting a Pokemon Platinum Nuzlocke this Friday on twitch.tv slash PKMNCast. Friday, January 25th be a 12-hour stream. I've never played Platinum. I lied. I played, like, the first hour of Platinum. I have played Diamond and Pearl. I played all through Diamond and Pearl from start to finish. Never played Platinum. I know it's a very similar game, There, but there are differences. I get it. I don't... So here's the thing. Everyone always asks for Gen 4 remakes. I don't. 
because I don't remember a single thing from Gen 4. <laughs> I haven't played it in like a decade. I have I I don't even remember the second I have no clue who the second gym leader is. I don't even know what type they are. I don't even know what city it is. I have no clue. I don't remember much of that game. I played it when I was 16, I want to say. I played all through it. I played all through it again and I haven't played it since. So That's the exact reason why we need a remake. <laughs> But what For if those I, of us who don't remember it, it, and then I realize it's bad. <laughs> it's a Pokemon game. It's probably fine at the worst. That's true. Steve, when would you ever play a remake and go, I'm not going to play this again? Like, I mean, that would never happen. That's true. I mean, they'll re- <laughs> they could remake uh, Red and Blue again, again, and I'd still play it. Um, I, just, I just don't remember anything of, of Gen 4. I know there's a Giratina somewhere. Uh, that's notable, right? <laughs> Isn't Platinum the one where you get the mansion? I know Cynthia's in it. People like her. She's a she's the, a thing. The amazing Turtwig line. Oh man, <laughs> we'll see what. Well, I'm letting Chat pick my starter, so we'll see what they lose their mind over. Don't um, fail me, Chat. <laughs> if I've learned anything from Twitch Chat, they they disappoint me every day, <laughs> <laughs> and I love them to death. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week, of course. Uh, have a safe week. If you want to see me do a Nuzlocke, again, that is this Friday on Twitch. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Rochelle. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super deer stalkers. Serial effective. <laughs>